How's it going, everyone, and welcome to the number one Raiders podcast in the world. This is the Raiders Daily. My name is Stephen Michaels. The Oakland Raiders Hard Knocks episode one has just finished, and we are going to talk about it and talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. So, without further ado, let's get into it. First of all, it should be noted that John Gruden and Mike Mayock do have the final say what goes into these episodes. They have the final say over, you know, the final cut. If something, if a player says something John Gruden doesn't really want to end, they can scrap it. Now, I will say this. Uh, let's just get the negative things out of the way first. Um, this wasn't the best episode of Hard Knocks. Um, it was kind of boring at times. And especially the horse scene with Clinton Farrell and Jonathan Abraham. And Hard Knocks always does those kind of things. They follow players and things like that. But I don't know. It was That was just stupid. I want to see more of John Gruden and more of uh, Brinston Buckner, who, in my opinion, is the, he will be the star of Hard Knocks. You'll see. But he, he's a great coach. Um, also, there are a lot of... Uh, a lot of cool things on the field. Um, and I guess we got to talk about the biggest thing on the show was Ronald Ollie. Now, I knew, and if you're a part of the Raiders Daily Elite, which is the greatest subscription Raiders group in the world, you know that I've been, I was talking about earlier that I knew HBO was following Ronald Ollie. Now, every hard knocks, every single one, last season, uh, with Cleveland, I believe, the year before, Tampa. They always follow an undrafted player. Uh, you know, they follow his story, and they see if he makes the team. Well, I knew they'd been following Ronald Ollie from people. Now, what HBO didn't know was going to happen was the guy from Last Chance U, okay, on Netflix, gets cut by the Raiders pretty much as soon as he got there. I mean, not as soon as he got there. I mean, he had time to do nothing. And listen, what they showed on Hard Knocks, I'm sure he's not happy about, but it's an accurate description. Even though, yes, this is basically a reality TV show, let's be honest. But his lack of effort and his laziness is a real thing. I mean, this guy, you would think, you would think a guy that was on a show called Last Chance You, where it's his last chance, right? I mean, he, it's a miracle this guy made it to the NFL. A miracle. And he goes to the Oakland Raiders, and he's lazy, complaining, saying, oh, I'm injured. He's not injured. He's just being lazy, and John Gruden cut his ass. And I loved it when John Gruden did it on the show. You know, he just said, let's get rid of the guy. I don't want him out here anymore. I, I don't want to see this guy just not practicing on the sidelines doing nothing. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so, you know, it does suck for HBO. I'm sure they wanted him to last all the way through the last preseason game and then get, you know, if he gets cut or makes it. But listen, he just wasn't the right guy to foul, in my opinion. Now, I'm hoping, remember, this is only the first episode. I'm hoping that next week's episode, they decide to foul another guy, another undrafted guy, maybe Alec Ingold, someone like that. But I, 
when I heard they were following this guy in the first place, I, I knew it wasn't going to end up good. I just knew it wasn't. But anyways, uh, yes. Uh, so the Hard Knock Show, they talk about Antonio Brown. Now, they never mention what is actually going on with his feet. Um, very, very, if, if they did, Gruden scrapped it out of the show, or Mayock scrapped it out of the show. That's 100%. We don't know what is wrong with this guy's feet. Now, it is disgusting. If you looked at the pictures of this guy's feet, he looks like he has potato chips rotting off his feet. And that's not good. It's really not. Now, no one knows. Now, I've heard things that he burned his feet all the way to he has infections on his feet. No one knows. But what I do know, it has to be something that is stupid. Because John Gruden's not saying what it is for a reason. You know what I mean? If it was something, you know common, I think John Gruden would just say what what it is. You know, I, I don't know, let's just say, let's say, even though this isn't it, but let's just say, oh, he's got a staph infection. Something like that. But the fact that they are hiding what is wrong with this guy's feet means that something crazy happened. And I gotta tell you, man, I know right now John Gruden's getting frustrated because he wants Antonio Brown on that field. Remember, they are paying this guy a lot of money. Now, I don't think it hurts the team, to be honest with you. I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's good, actually, that other guys are getting reps. I really do. So, I don't care, personally. But I know John Gruden definitely does want him on the field. They did show a lot of Antonio Brown in this episode, uh, talking about his feet, uh, you know, just going over and over again about his feet. But they don't ever tell us what is wrong with his feet. They also, uh, Derek Carr is in this first episode. He talks to the uh, the Hard Knocks cameras and uh, Ray Donovan, who, that's what I call him. The narrator of the show has a, a line that Derek Carr has really thick skin, which I, I really laughed out loud with that one. Uh, but that's for another day. John Gruden was really great. I mean, he, we knew he was going to be great on this show. I mean, this guy, with, with his with his lines, he's just made for hard knocks. He really is. The Raiders were a perfect choice for the show. I just don't think they want to show the Raiders a lot of what's going on. Because this episode, if you watched it, it's out of order, first of all. There's things that happen that they're showing first, and then they're showing later. Things that happen way earlier in camp. So it's it's pretty strange. It really is. Uh, one cool moment of the show was James Jones talking to Antonio Brown about Derek Carr. Remember, James Jones was there uh, when Derek Carr was a rookie. If you remember, Reggie McKenzie brought in Matt Schaub and thought Matt Schaub was going to be the future. Before that, I think he thought Matt Flynn was going to be the future. But either way, if you remember, Derek Carr just lit it up against the Seahawks in preseason and stole the job. James Jones talks about that with Antonio Brown. Really, really cool moment. Derek Carr always looks fantastic in training camp. Now, of course, we got to wait until real football Sundays to see how he does throughout the season. But in training camp, the guy always looks on. He always looks fantastic. Uh, now, 
back to the Hard Knocks episode here. Then they had a, a segment that, uh, you know, I gotta say was pretty boring with Clinton Farrell and Jonathan Abram with the horses. I, I don't, I guess, you know, this is something John Gruden said, okay, let's just have him, you know, show them ride horses. And he's just trying to get the most time off the field, I think. He doesn't want to show what's going on in those meetings. He doesn't want to show what he's talking to the team about. You, you see that when they had their first meeting, the, the coaches' meeting with the players, they only showed about, what, 10 seconds of what John Gruden was saying. Now, like I said, John Gruden and Mike Mayock, they have the final say of what goes on in this show. Now, for the most part, like I said, yes, the the Abram and Clinton Farrell stuff was really boring. It was um, just, it was boring. But, you know, what about the defensive line coach, Buckner? This guy, I'm telling you, keep on watching. He is going to be the star of Hard Knocks. He is going to be the star of this show. This guy, I, I know at practices, he gets on these guys' asses, and I know he's very vocal. He is, and he's funny as hell. He is going to be the star of this show. I have no doubt in my mind. Jonathan Abram, when he was on the field, hemming Gruden's back and forth, was pretty funny. Uh, it, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely on... Uh, with Gruden on that, with that whole thing, though, uh, Abram hitting guys when they're not in pads. I mean, what's the point? You're going to hurt someone. You don't want to hurt your own teammate. I understand this guy, you know, is a hard hitter and stuff, but you're not really proving anything when you're hitting a guy with no pads on who's not looking at you when you're blindsiding a guy. You're not proving much. You know what I mean? Let's wait till you're on the field against an actual opponent. And then hit those guys hard. And then do all that. Then we'll say, yeah, you're a badass. But hitting your own teammates when they're not looking isn't really much. I know some fans will like that. But in reality, that's not cool. And no coach is going to like that. But either way, I think that guy has potential to be very, very good. We will see, like I said, who they foul next week. We don't know. This week was more of a introduction, basically. Um, like I said, highly edited. Somehow they got um, uh, Branch, Cliff Branch, his death. Uh, R.I.P. Cliff Branch, by the way, should be in the Hall of Fame. They got that in the end of the episode, and that just happened. What, like, last week? I mean, very, very recent. So, I mean, this show was basically all the way down to the wire. They got that portion into the first episode like I said they jumped around a lot a lot in this first episode which makes me think that they're going to use a lot of old footage perhaps for episode two uh and then stuff with the Rams obviously but I think we're going to see most of the Rams stuff maybe in episode three just because you know how television works that's what I'm assuming anyways I know they showed a preview for next week's episode and they showed the Rams but we shall see. Speaking of the Rams and Hard Knocks, Jared Goff hates Hard Knocks. He's on the record saying it's terrible. He wouldn't wish it on his worst enemy of anyone being on Hard Knocks. And now that poor guy has to go on Hard Knocks again because the Rams, you know, they scheduled this scrimmage with the Raiders way before Hard Knocks was announced. But I got to say, 
the Raiders are doing an excellent job as far as hiding things, not showing very much, showing just enough. You know, I'm sure all the fans thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. You know what I mean? I like to see stuff like that. But they show just enough without exposing too much. And the Raiders did a really good job of that. Now, you know, for selfish reasons, we all want them to expose a lot. I would want to see Gruden yell at players more. I, I want to see that happen. You know what I mean? But we're not going to see that. That's just the reality uh, of, of how Gruden and Mayock are going to orchestrate this thing going forward. Like I said, it wasn't the best episode, but it, it wasn't the worst episode either. And it was only episode one, so it's only going to get better from here. Remember, keep your eyes out for Mike uh, Glennon there versus Peterson for the backup quarterback role. I think that will be in this show. It has to be. I mean, Glenn looks terrible right now. Peterman, you know, you never know with that guy. So that's a good story. I'm glad they covered the Richie Incognito stuff. I wasn't sure how they were going to touch that subject, but they managed to do it in a pretty cool way. Some of the stuff they showed, we already saw on Twitter, the clips of with uh, Antonio Brown and his kids. Um, we, we, they already put that out there. Um, and, uh, what else did they show on, uh, there? I'm trying to think. I think that's really it, um, that they really showed. I know they did, uh, show Mark Davis and talking to all the former Raiders and things like that. That was a pretty cool moment at the end. Like I said, uh, you know, the show was good. You know, um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you guys did too. Now, uh, let's talk about the Raiders and the offseason while I have you guys here. So, anyways, uh, just want to let you guys know they did show, I did like the how they showed the seven-man sled on Hard Knocks. I always remember, I don't know if you guys do, but I always remember that clip of John Madden. And they played that clip of John Ma Madden talking about the seven-man sled. That was really, really cool. It really was. Uh, defensive tackles. Um, Jonathan Hankins. This guy, without a doubt, has been the best defensive tackle on the team so far. He really has been. I mean, raving reviews by the coaches. They love this guy. Like I said about Antonio Brown, Gruden, he really wants him to come back. Now, I heard it could be up to two weeks that he's fully healed, but no one really knows. That's the truth. Um, I am glad that Paul Butler, the tight end, is back practicing. Um, he had a, a hip joint, uh, a hip pointer, hip point, hip pointer. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is, but he had that, And uh, but it seems like he's okay, and that's good because this guy's trying to make the team, and we'll see. I know his route running is questionable, but he did bulk up in the offseason, so we'll, we'll got to wait and see with him. And he's going to have an opportunity here because Darren Walder, Waller, sorry, I'm fumbling over my words here. Darren Waller, he has a shoulder injury. Now, if it was game day, I'm sure Darren Waller could play, but the Raiders are not going to risk any injury with this guy. So, you know, because he has a sprained AC joint, by the way, on his shoulder. So, with that, with him being out, Paul Butler has a chance. 
you know, to show that he can play, that he can make the final 53. I mean, it's guys like Paul Butler that are trying to make the roster. And so it's going to be interesting. And, and even guys like Alec Ingold, you know, when the Raiders, they're, they're not moving on from Keith Smith yet. So if Keith Smith, let's say, is ready to come back in three weeks, you know, Alec Ingold, he's got to impress right now. He's got to impress this coaching staff so much that they say, you know what, we don't need to bring this guy back and we can release Keith Smith and save, you know, I'm a million dollars because that's what it is if they release them. Um, also, other guys that you got to watch out for. I mean, Eddie Vanderdose. What has he done lately? He hasn't done anything, and now he's hurt again. So that's a guy I can see the Raiders moving on from. I really could. I mean, it, it's sad to say, but he's another Reggie McKenzie bust. And Reggie McKenzie has had quite a few. But, you know, the guy just every year he's injured. So what are you going to do with that? You, you can't really do much. You really, really can't. So we will see what they do. Um, as far as other guys to look out for, um, the, the linebacker situation, you know, that's going to be an interesting one. Now, I haven't really heard, like, raving reviews over Brandon Marshall, but I'm sure he's going to get the, the starting role there. But I'm looking at guys like Nicholas Morrow, Marquell Lee, Jason Kambita, those three guys. All three of those guys are not going to make this team. That's just the reality. So those guys, they're going to play a lot in preseason. I would say maybe two make it, make the roster. That's it. And a guy like James Kowser is another one. I mean, he's got to make this team. He's got to make the team. So preseason is going to be fun for you guys. I don't think you're going to see a lot of starters, but you're going to see guys that you know that have been on the Raiders, you know, in the last year or two, that even starters like a Nicholas Morrow. You're going to see these guys fight for their jobs in preseason. They're going to play a lot. A guy like Paul Butler is going to play a lot. You know, I would say Eddie Verados, but he's always injured, so he probably won't play. But you're going to see those linebackers. You know, you're going to see all these guys fight for a job. Like I said, the starters probably won't play. Maybe they'll play week three of preseason for a snap or two. I, I don't even know about that. John Gruden does not want injuries for a meaningless game. He really doesn't. The scrimmage against the Rams, the coaches actually, they take, that's more of a, um, I don't know how, how I could word this, more noteworthy for the coaches than a preseason game is. Because Derek Carr is going to be throwing against the Rams defense, their first string defense. He's going to get reps against them. So that's going to be more more interesting for the coaches. The preseason is going to be for the backups. Who makes the roster? And it, like I said, there are a lot of battles going on. Even at wide receiver, guys. Even at wide receiver. There are battles going on at wide receiver. I mean, you got Dwayne Harris versus J.J. Nelson. J.J. Nelson, he can return punts. He can return kicks. So it's going to be crazy. You know, you look at the wide receiver depth chart. You got Antonio Brown, who, I mean, his feet will be fine in the end. So he's your number one wide receiver. You got Tyree Williams. 
After that, I mean, maybe Hunter Renfro is the third wide receiver. Gruden loves this guy. By the way, speaking of hard knocks, Gruden did have a funny line talking of <laughs> talking to Hunter Renfro's wife. So, you know, just a really funny line in there. Yeah, because Hunter Renfro, if you if you ever looked at this guy, I mean, they call him Dookie Hauser. I mean, this guy does not look like an NFL player. He really, that's the truth. And it's a ongoing joke there, but the guy can play. You know what I mean? I don't care what he looks like. If you can catch a football, that's a good thing. So, you know, he has a good chance of making it. And then what about Ryan Grant? I mean, this guy had so much praise early on before training camp, and now it's kind of like been dead silent on the guy. So, I mean, I would say he's probably, you know, playing for a role. So it's, I'm telling you, it's getting interesting with that wide receiver situation. It could end up being Antonio Brown, Tyree Williams, J.J. Nelson, and Hunter Renfro. And then, you know, Ryan Grant, the fifth wide receiver? Who knows? Then you got the running back situation. You know Josh Jacobs is starting. You got Doug Martin and Jalen Richard. And then you got DeAndre Washington. Does DeAndre Washington make the team this year? Remember last season, I know Gruden said, well, he had a lot of injuries. Most of the time, he was a healthy scratch. Let's let's not play make-believe. So, I mean, there's a lot of interesting players that are on the bubble, and we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Before I end the show, I just want to say, uh, I mentioned it earlier. I hope I, I hope I said the right name. I do the shows live. But Cliff Branch did die, uh, as you saw in Hard Knocks. And listen, this guy... I get very upset when I talk about things like this, but they did it to uh, Kenny Stabler. You know, they didn't put him in the Hall of Fame until after he died. I guarantee you that's what happens here. I guarantee you, with Cliff Branch, they put him in after the guy unfortunately passed away. And that makes me sick. It really, really does. And I worry they're going to do that with other Raider legends, like a Tom Flores. Tom Flores obviously should be in the Hall of Fame, Peter King, but he's not, and it's crazy. Now that they changed the rules, they're, you know, they got like 20 people who can get in now. They have other people that can vote, you know, they have coaches that have a vote now. I'm thinking Tom Flores is going to get in next season, and I'm thinking Cliff Branch is going to get in very, very soon, but it's just unfortunate that he did not get in when he was alive. this I mean, he was a great player. He really was. And it's just, he's one of the best wide receivers ever. You know what I mean? Like, it's incredible that he's not in the Hall of Fame. It makes me sick. And I'll, I'm going to get too angry talking about it. So I, I better end this show right now before I go nuts. But it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And what I don't like is that Peter King wrote about it. Oh, he's such a great player. I long believe Cliff Branch is a is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Oh, you do, Peter King. Then why haven't you voted him in in the past 20 years? Because you damn well know you've been keeping out Tom Flores year after year after year. And you damn well know you go around and you politic and you tell other writers, oh yeah, don't vote this guy in. And they all listen to you and they all kiss your ass so these guys aren't in. You damn well know that. 
But of course, after someone dies, you you say, oh, I always thought you should have been a Hall of Famer. You have a vote. You have a vote to put him in. And you have not put him in. That's what gets me upset. See, I told you I was going to go nuts. That's what gets me upset. Hypocrites like that. Hypocrites like Peter King. Those guys, listen, I know Raider fans say, oh, you know, everyone's against us. You know, the paranoid thing. Guess what? They are. That's the truth. That's the truth. I have nothing to gain in this. I am not a Raider fan. I just cover the Raiders, okay? And I, I love the Raiders from covering them. I know what goes on, people. And I'm telling you, people, especially old school pencil neck geek reporters, they hate the Raiders. They hate Al Davis, and they still take it out on Al Davis. Even though Al Davis has been dead for, you know, years, they still take it out on the guys. They still take it out on these Raider legends that should be in there. Phil uh, Villavano, he, sh he should be in there. I I'm going crazy, so I might mispronounce names. But there are so many players that should be in there. Todd Christensen should be in the Hall of Fame. These guys, I mean, it's not even like a debate. Especially when you talk about a Tom Flores. It's not a debate. The guy is the first minority head coach to win a Super Bowl. Okay? I mean, he's won a Super Bowl at, at every level. A coach, a player. I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, how on earth is he not in the Hall of Fame? Well, Peter King will tell you he's not in the Hall of Fame because he had... He coached the Seattle Seahawks for four years, and they didn't have good records in four years. At the end of his coaching career, by the way, he didn't have a good record. Okay, four years. I can go through coaches, the best coaches in the NFL right now, and find four years they didn't make the playoffs. I could. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And all it is is bias because they don't want to vote Raider players in. It's reality, guys. So when I say it really is you guys, the Raider Nation versus the entire world, I am not joking. I'm not getting around. That's the reality. But anyways, to end this show, uh, yes, Hard Knocks has just wrapped up. We will do one of these after every single Hard Knocks episode. I'm going to do these a little bit later, though, in the night so I can actually, like study the show a little bit better instead of just watching it and jumping on here right away, you know, because I forget stuff. So I'm sorry if I didn't remember every single thing that happened in Hard Knocks um, because I just got done watching it. Usually, like a football game, I would watch five or six times and then have a whole bunch of notes. I have no notes. I'm just freestyling here. But anyways, it was a good show. Uh, like I said, it wasn't the best one, but it was only the first episode. It's going to get better from here. I promise you. I think you're going to see a lot more Max Crosby. You're going to see a lot more. Of the, the rookies, obviously, are the story every year. So you're going to see a lot more of the rookies. They'll follow someone around. Like I said, I, I, they've been following around Antonio Brown still. So I'm sure he's still going to be a topic going forward. But with the scrimmage with the Rams, that's going to be a good episode. But next week, when we do this show, I'm going to start a little bit later. It'll still be on the same night, you know, the podcast and the hard knocks. But I'm going to do it a little bit later so I can watch it like twice and really write down everything. But everyone came off 
looking great in this show. Uh, and that's probably because of Mike Mayock. He's a genius. Derek Carr looked legit. Uh, Antonio Brown looked like a guy who, you know, even though his feet are torn up and look like he has potato chips rotting off him, you know, he's still practicing hard. Uh, Richie Incognito, even though he tried cutting off his dead father's head, comes off looking like a, you know, a good guy coming back. Uh, everyone just looked really good in this show. Jonathan Abram looked like a crazy man. Everyone just came off looking really, really, really good. Yes, they did hide stuff, obviously. It's very easy to tell. It, plus, there's had to be, I don't know, maybe 13 meetings in that week that they filmed. So they didn't show any of the meetings, but that's I kind of expected that. When Mayock said he has a good relationship with them, and they do have the final call over what gets cut out and stuff. I kind of expected that. But anyways, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, this is the Raiders Daily. My name is Stephen Michaels. If you want to support the show, there's a link on the bottom. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, there's a link on the bottom. Most people listen to this on Spotify because it's the number one Raiders podcast on Spotify. So uh, I don't know if there's a link on there. If there's not... Just find it on my Twitter page. It's at the Raiders Daily. There can only be one best in the world, and that's me. Thanks a lot for listening. My name is Stephen Michaels. This is the Raiders Daily.